War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com listening to the john DePietro show folks it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com we've made it to july today is in fact it's friday it's july 1st everyone's going to have a uh, very enjoyable holiday weekend we are on today but obviously we're going to um we will be off on monday be back on tuesday there's just so much news folks i want to start off in this portion of the program brought to you by pr landscape materials and garden center stop it and see them they're open seven days a week everything available annuals perennials trees and shrubs hanging pots 10 inch 12 inch moss baskets hanging impatience large selection beautiful patio pots vegetable plants and herbs tropical mandevillas and hibiscus plants screen loom mulch available pickup and delivery it's a full scale nursery it's rhode island's number one garden center it's pr landscape materials and garden center stop it and see them 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown you can also find them on Facebook. And I also, we have a um, new sponsor. I'd love you to check them out. We'll have more information on them. But it's Home Again Consignment. Fine furniture, art, antiques, glassware, jewelry, buy, sell, consignment, estate sales provided. John is just terrific. They're right in the Governor Francis Shopping Center in Warwick. And their hours are Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 5. Home Again Consignment. Now, a couple of things number one that was quite the dramatic press briefing uh, press conference i should say yesterday with uh, outgoing congressman jim langevin and seth magazine seth magazine is in panic seth magazine is in a full panic that alan fung in latest polls not only beats him beats every democrat running alan fung former mayor cranston who right now basically has a free pass he does not have a primary somebody jumped in at the last minute put up by the democrat party but it's not a serious challenger bob bob lancia would have uh, certainly garnered some votes bob lancia i think would have been defeated by Crance mayor alan fung but bob lancia uh did the right thing made way free pass for alan fung and this stands a very good chance the last time a republican for congress was in this type of shape i think you'd have to actually go back to congressman makely simply because now john laughlin ran a very very competitive race against david cicilline in 2010 and but also decided that was um john laughlin was ahead of the curve by saying that the the city the finances in the city of providence were in shambles cicilline lied they were in shambles as then we found out from providence Mayor angel Tavares that said we were expecting a category three hurricane we got in, looked at the books. It was a Category 5 hurricane. And then Brendan Doherty ran a respectable challenge, but never broke up that much. But that was the last time that someone had a serious shot, let alone someone ahead. Alan Fung, former Mayor Cranston, is leading. He, I think he picked the right race. And look at what's happening right now 
Folks, people are tired. The Biden administration is a disaster. When people hear, you know, a red tide coming, this could have tremendous impact with um, it just as far as the local races. You know, we need more balance at the Rhode Island State House. Right now, look at the damage that's being done because they can just ram anything through. So the more that Republicans are elected to the Rhode Island State House, the more there's competitive races at the very least, the more, you know, the special interests have less power, the voters have power. Governor McKee is doing his best to try to just put the final nail in the coffin. I mean, giving out driving privileges yesterday to illegals, it, 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 it is... It's one of the most egregious acts of just complete politics. There's nothing behind that. This is ridiculous. It's about voting. It's trying to attract more illegals to come into the state. Uh, it should not have been allowed. I think it will be challenged. It should be challenged. That should not stand up. Massachusetts has it. Massachusetts is look like they're going to get rid of it. And now Rhode Island's going to have to live with it for a little while before we get rid of it. But people are are really starting to step up. And, and, and this is one of those instances people should feel good. There's a good amount of this energy within the Republican Party. There's a good amount of people running. See, it begins and ends in many ways with the State House. If Alan Funk could be successful, I'm not convinced, by the way, that Seth Magazine is even going to be the candidate. They have quite some ways to go. He is. Have you ever seen someone like Seth Magazine or the general treasurer? You want to talk about entitlement. This is the ultimate, I'm going to take my ball and go home. He can't get his way. He basically had a temper tantrum yesterday, dragged out Langevin to announce that he's the only one. He's the best qualified person. Have an election. You know, I was a little disappointed the media didn't ask. Uh, Seth Magaziner said, I want to have 20 debates with Alan Fung. Well, the fact of the matter is, uh, you're not even the candidate. It was very condescending. He still has a primary to get through. He almost regards that as like, what? I have to go through a primary? These people aren't getting out? Don't you know who I am? I'm Seth Magaziner. I'm the general treasurer. He doesn't even live in the district. He didn't think he had to move to the district. He was running for governor, and then he jumped out and jumped into the TCD2 race. And they're on the verge of losing the Democrats. Nancy Pelosi, she's going to be out. Republicans are going to take over. You know, one thing that is going to be wildly important that I think people are going to like is actually going to be representation in Washington. Right now, we have none. We have uh, for a delegation of four. I also believe this is Cicilline's last go-round. Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline, I'm hearing he's going to do this term, and then that's it. Both he, he and Nancy Pelosi are running for re-election. They have no interest in being the minority party. They have no interest in being the back of the bus or back of the bench whatever metaphor you want to use, but they, I'm hearing that. And it's about time. There should be term limits. Uh, these people are in too long. And then it's wildly uh, difficult, if not impossible, to take out an incumbent. But it'll bring balance. And the thing about, I'll, I'll give this to Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. Here it was yesterday at the press briefing where you have both uh, um, Congressman Langevin and then also Cicely, um, Magaziner, you have them both saying Alan Fung is a nice guy. You know, one thing I'll say about Alan Fung, people have wanted him to be this, people wanted him to be that. He is settled into, he has success being who he is. And as someone that interacts, and I've been doing it for over 20 years with uh, people running for office, they have to, it's, it's the most important thing is being authentic. And he has settled in, he's comfortable. You know, being a nice guy has served him well. People feel he should be this. People feel he should be that. But let's face it, having Rhode Island, having a, a Republican in Washington would be huge. Now, let's talk the larger part. I talk to people in the party in Washington. They are ecstatic at the thought that an Asian American like Mayor Fung would be joining the Republican Party. He would also be the only Republican in Congress in Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. Mayor Fung, soon to be possibly... It's looking that way. Congressman Fung, he would, they would make him a national figure. The Republican Party would like to have, and it's a good fit, more Asian Americans uh, enter and become Republicans. You know, a lot of Asian Americans, their values are strong family, education. They work hard. Does that sound familiar? That sounds like the Republican Party. For many, in many ways, though, their vote seems up for grabs. So the Democrat Party thinks, well— Asian come with us 
because the Democrat Party is the party of minorities, and they're a minority. Not so fast. You know, Asian Americans, they don't identify with the Democrats, with the far-left progressive. The Democrat Party, and especially the Democrat Party in Rhode Island, let's face it, it's the party of defund the police. It is the party of, you know, just hand out driver's license to illegals, give out EBT cards, defund the police, uh, critical race theory in the schools, always bashing law enforcement, gimme, 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 free giveaway, free giveaway, special interests, uh, failing schools controlled by the teachers union. The Democrat Party is, um, is folks, they, what, what Biden and, and Biden is the problem. And I want to be clear about that. You know, what's interesting about the Biden White House is this isn't a matter they need to they need to pick the right policy. He's the problem. Everyone sees him for what he is, an elder, frail man. He is an old 79. President Biden, he's been through a lot in his life. He's lost his son early on. He lost the wife and the daughter. He's been through a lot. There are people who are older than him who seem much younger. Bernie Sanders is older than President Biden and seems, you know, um, to handle himself better. Nancy Pelosi's older, seemed to handle herself better. But the candidate is the problem. That one they're not going to get away from. And he's not going anywhere. He's already, he's still adamant he's going to run for re-election in, in uh, 2024. So, you know, this would be huge for Rhode Island because it would have someone at the table in the discussions when a lot of decisions being made uh, in Washington with the Republicans are going to big time take over. And they will make him a national face. Uh, if it becomes Congressman Fung, the Republican Party, you will see him on Fox News. You'll see him deliver maybe even the Republican response. They'll be very proud to have an Asian-American Republican in New England. That's how big it would be. All right, a lot ahead on this Friday before the holiday weekend right here on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, Call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, last Friday, I went and covered. There was an abortion rally in the aftermath of the decision of Roe at the Rhode Island State House. Um, I was there for a while, kind of got tired of it, ready to go home. As I am leaving there, I had two people with me. The last person I saw who came up to me said, hey, John, and it, it was John Lugo, who was uh, running for office. So I got to know a little bit, Providence Police Officer. I said, oh, hey, you know, what? What are you doing here? And I thought maybe he's working, plain clothes, something like that. He's like, oh, I'm just here to listen. We know by now, you know, then uh, ruckus broke out literally probably 10 minutes after that. Um, he then claims he, you know, there was a fight. Someone was under attack. He went to break it up. Uh, people are pulling on him. He, but the, there was a video that was done that was slowed down, five seconds slow motion of him slapping or punching, at the time, his Senate opponent, Jennifer Rourke. That video, Tim Dodd, I, I've never seen a local video go viral like that. As we speak, there's five million views on it. It rocketed. And on, on Tuesday afternoon, late day, end of day, Providence Police put out a statement that basically, it, it, to me, I read like they're firing over the, the five-second video clip with no context that was posted. Um, he's going to be arraigned, I believe, on the charge a week next Friday, next Friday. But I, I don't remember, Tim Dodd, that type of scathing 
letter from the chief of police about an individual basically saying he either should resign or we're going to fire him anyway. Well, they can't do that, obviously, okay. but it's a nice media report and yeah. it, it stirs up, um, you know, uh, sentiments on both sides of this abortion issue, which was the reason for this um, demonstration at the state house. But this um, John Lugo yeah. has not been a Providence police officer for a very long time. However, yeah. he's had no pre- previous infractions, no discipline problems, no nothing. Um, I don't know if he'll get out of this criminally. Um, he, right now he is suspended with pay, uh, which is his right under the uh, Policeman Bill of Rights. He's entitled to a hearing separate and apart from whatever goes on in court um, regarding um, the um, assault charge. He's got a very good lawyer, Dan Griffin. I know him well, very competent trial lawyer, more than competent, very good trial lawyer. Um, And, you know, Dan is not going to be a shrinking violet or a potted plant. He's got a little bit of information to work with. The, The five second video sort of reminds me in a, in a much smaller way of the selective videos that were put out through the media in the Rittenhouse case, the selective yeah. edited, edited videos edited. that were put out in the Nick Sandman Nick case. Nick Sandman, Tim Dodd, edited. edited. To show what they want to show. Right. And that's just not right. So when you look at the video, the five-second slowdown video, if you right. will, it shows this guy slapping i don't know if it's a closed fist it didn't look like it right and the person that he makes contact with is his opponent coincidentally now if you look at the whole video there's a much longer video which i don't think has five million views because the the long video came out second and it's not as um high grabbing dramatic yeah it's not it's, it, well, not it's not as it's not as dramatic it doesn't have the 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 money shot if you will of a right. cop making contact a with a citizen scene. yeah a very chaotic scene and lugo is attempting i believe to move in the direction of someone who is being hassled or hit or pushed or shoved while he's trying to move in to diffuse a situation that he's not directly involved with He's grabbed from behind, and it appears from the video that he's grabbed by a woman with a sort of a pink sweater yeah, or, or a sweatshirt, or yeah. that, and that's his political opponent. Right. Now, she's, she's assaulting him yeah. right there. She's holding him. She's grabbed his arms. It's an unwanted touching. She hasn't been charged with anything, which no. I find astonishing. Well, from a legal perspective, astonishing. From a political perspective, not so much. But right. he turns around and makes contact. He's not going to deny he made contact. It's there. So the question is, was he trying to break free and get away from someone who was holding him? Um, was his reaction appropriate or was it an overreaction? You know, there's the notion of self-defense. But there's also the notion of imperfect self-defense. So, you know, if you punch me, my response is not necessarily to pull out a knife and stab you because the force that I use is disproportionate and unnecessary to the force you used against me. But it's not just that this guy saw his political opponent and decided to slap her in the head. Right. She assaulted him first. Right. Now. Was his reaction appropriate or did it go too far? There is an issue here that he does have. He's not a stone loser on this one. It's not an easy case, but he has talking points. The other thing that, and if this goes back to things we talk about frequently, John, there's a newspaper article. So the press tries to get to Lugo and they asked if he hit her, what what he did, what he meant to do. And he says, I'm not going to deny. It was very chaotic. I really can't tell you right now. It happened very fast. Again, he, like any defendant in this situation, should shut up. He should not say anything to the press. Nothing. Radio silence. 
yeah. no comments. Right. So he cannot help himself trying to yeah. defend himself in the media. Um, so he does acknowledge apparently making contact he doesn't quite say the words but he says i'm not going to deny what is what isn't he denying that he defended himself what is he denying that he did make contact with her he should right. really keep quiet and let his lawyer quarterback his case and be quiet get his pay while on administrative leave and let his lawyer defend him before the um the court on a, what's a simple assault charge and with the bill of rights hearing he, he is not necessarily a guy who's going to get terminated. I think that pronouncement by um, um, the Providence Police Department, how yeah. can they go wrong saying that? It's a good political right. thing to say in the heat of the moment. Within five days, yeah. Um, Tim Dodd, sticking with just the way this was presented, I mean, it is really extraordinary, five million views. But as I'm looking at the clip right here, and it was put out on Twitter where the media picks it up, that's where the media lives, but it says – you know, moment General Strucker appears to be a Senate opponent. Now, there's no context. And if you don't know any better, you just think, as you said, he walked up and like slugged her maybe as she was speaking. Now, I did speak with um, I took a call from out of town reporter who was wondering about it and said he thinks there's a problem because there should be when you edit a video, never mind put it in slow motion. There should have been a link to the full video just to kind of cover yourself for full context. Um I mean, I, I think that the Providence police basically came out and said they want to fire him because of this because of this clip. And I know the Lugo people are saying, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't tell the full story. It it sounds to him, Dodd, that he could have some legal action here. Well, he's been maligned. Yeah. Much like Nick Sandman was maligned yeah. by the media running for days, a selective video. Yep. And the, the thing with Sandman, which could be analogous to this case, is while the media, who was NBC started it, while they were running a false narrative and editing the video of what happened between uh, Nick Sandman and the, uh, I think the gentleman was of with the a drum, nat- with the drum yeah. of Native American, Native American um, ancestry, yeah. they knew they were lying. They knew yeah. they had the whole thing. They knew they edited it. Yeah. They knew they were misrepresenting what this kid did right. and what he didn't do. And that's where they wound up paying big money damages because they, they maligned him. They held him up to public ridicule and scorn, and they knew better. They had the mm-hmm. real information, and instead of um, putting forth the truth, they manipulated it. So they yeah. knew they were misrepresenting him. It was an intentional act. That's right. Now, Sandman won big time. Oh, huge, huge. Yeah. He'll never have to work again. But right. Lugo could mm. say something similar, that the media is running this um, piece. And I'm not certain, John, you probably would be. The five-second video, was that put forth on behalf of any local station or was it a private person who put it you out? You know, that, that's a, a little bit of a more in-depth. Um, the individual that did it is actually the full-time producer of the Dan York show. Now, he's, yes. they were trying to run cover. And he was trying to say, oh, no, I, I was just there on my own. But he was there. He's a full-time employee. Uh, the, the morning show producer was also yes. there, and he was there in his role. So I, I it's been my experience, and they would tell you, tell you when you work there hey listen you're a full-time employee at the station you don't it's not like he was at eating at a restaurant and then had an altercation and something happened he was there covering an event he's in a managerial role with wpro cumulus he's the afternoon producer i don't know tim dot how you could say well the morning guy that works with gene he was there in his role as a producer but the afternoon guy was there on his own they can try to split the baby i i just don't see how and then bill bartholomew again he was on the station that monday recapping the whole thing well yeah I, he thought he i had don't a think big... you can take off your hat in that way and say oh no when that happened i was just there on my own you're uh, there's also a video of of him saying it's me bill bartholomew from wpro so he identifies himself well, as a member of the station i didn't know he had made that that identification yeah. but if he did so well the station's definitely going to be on the hook yeah and you know when bartholomew first put this out there 
he thought he had a scoop akin to any of these other national profile cases. He thought he had a winner. He was going to get a lot of press coverage, not realizing that the other producer that you mentioned, I think the the morning show producer, his video captures the afternoon guy making his own video. Yes, exactly right. It's showing Lugo being body slammed, as a matter of fact. So you could certainly make the argument, Tim Dodd, the station had the proper video that could have put it in context, but chose to allow Bartholomew to run with that and that statement of the, the Providence police, because no one else, you can't blame 10 or 12. It's not like they, it's not like everybody had video and ran it. It was one person that had that five second clip, slowed it down. And again, that's the one that rocketed to 5 million. So John, how many, how many times have we discussed that the first narrative is never the right narrative? That's right. Yeah, it's over and over and over. All the media stations and outlets want to be the first with the story. They want to have the most sensational coverage. They want to have the most sensational allegations, especially if there's a racial component or anything akin to that. And then when all the facts come out, it's very dissimilar to what the first reporting suggested the facts were going to be. Um, It's a disturbing trend. A reporter at a national, um, one of the cable news channels, suggested and said that they should have included the, a link to entire clip here to cover themselves. So he was actually surprised there was no link there. And said, boy, you leave yourself wide open because that seems like here's what happened with no context or anything. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency... Head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions you someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to atmed urgent care two locations johnston 1524 atwood avenue suite 122 or east greenwich 5750 post road online at atmedurgentcare.net to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website Petro.com. Joining us right now is a columnist of the Boston Globe. It is uh, Dan McGowan. And Dan, I want to start off. Boy, that Globe poll that you've teamed up, the Boston Globe teaming up with Suffolk, uh, it certainly sent out shockwaves. It responded in some campaigns sending out, you know, very excited emails. Uh, if you could just start off and tell us a little bit about the partnership. And then I'm obviously curious to hear what I mean, there's a lot of highlights of it uh, that jump out at you. Absolutely, John. Yeah. So, you know, the Globe and Suffolk University have a kind of longstanding partnership where uh, the Suffolk has pulled for the Globe, usually on Massachusetts issues. Um, I believe they usually will share when they do national polling. You'll get stuff from, you know, you'll see it in the Globe first every once in a while, things like that. And, you know, down here, you and I have been talking about this for months is, you know, the, you know, the lack of polling other than Channel 12 is always a concern. You never actually know where anybody stands until, you know, right before the primary, things like that. And so, um, you know, part of my push in the last, I would say, six to eight months was, you know, hey, we, we really should consider polling. I, I get it. It's very expensive to do. Um, so there's, you know, the, you're always going to be a little bit hesitant. But luckily, because we have sort of that that ongoing relationship with Suffolk, we were fortunate to be able to um, 
you know, get a relatively good deal and got a good pull. You know, you, when you get uh, you, we, the, the sub samples are a little smaller, but, you know, we got 800 people. We had live callers. So, you know, our callers can have actually conversations with the people who are, you know, answering the questions. That's always better than sort of the automated press one if you support this, press two if you support that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, we got exactly what we were looking for, which is, I feel like this week, um, you know, we're, we've sort of owned the news cycle because of that poll. Well, and, and I want to explain to people the national implications of it. The Cook Report moved CD2 race, Alan Fung, if he doesn't have, if he can win a primary or if he even has a primary, Bob Liancy hasn't right. filed yet. That's right. And, Seth Magazina from Lean Democrat to Toss Up, which is huge. I think is, that was the biggest thing. But go ahead. Your oh, I, I, you, I completely agree. I mean, it's an uh, extraordinary kind of uh, shift, I think, um, when you consider that in the grand scheme of things. I know, you know, people who are listening here, they say, well, the second district is you know, uh, a, a little more conservative. So, and, you know, people know Alan Fung, but let's be very clear, you know, Joe Biden won the second district by you know, more than 10 points. This is a, if, if Jim Langevin had run again, he'd have probably won, you know, running away. Uh, this is a district that, you know, is, it's not it's not the first district, but it is pretty blue. <laughs> you know, it is it's a seat that is has always been considered pretty safe Democrat, uh, yeah. at least at least you know since Langevin's been elected, and now you know for uh, you know less than ninety days to go uh, before the primary. But you look at you looking ahead to that general election to see that uh, sure enough, you know the national you know, folks paying attention to this are saying, boy, it's not even a question now. This is a clear toss-up race. Um, and, you know, if you're the Alan Fung camp, I think uh, you're feeling great. I'm sure you're fundraising off of this uh, th- this poll. You know, you- you're ahead against every single Democrat in the race. Um, the one caution I would put, I'm curious what you think about this, John, is, you know, Alan Fung has always been kind of a low 40s guy, uh, usually statewide. And so, you know, getting from 44, 45 to 50, 51, it's always the hardest, right? It's, 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 yeah. uh, and so, you know, I am interested to see how he pulls it off. But when you look inside some of the cross tabs, the big one that I've been pointing out is him head to head against Seth Magaziner, independence 58 to 20 yeah. uh, for Alan Fung. Um, you know, the, 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 the key to remember, you know, for Republicans in Rhode Island is Rhode Island, you have to win all the Republicans and you have to win a lot of independents to be able to pull this off. Alan Fung is certainly uh, within the, the, you know, that space looks like, a, you know, a, if he can keep 58 percent of the independents, he's going to win this race. Yeah. And I would argue CD2, it's more independent. I don't know about concerns, Agree. But definitely Agree. more independents compared to CD1. He's always performed well. In, in CD2, and even against in 2014, he actually defeated Gina Raimondo in, yep. in 2014. In 2018, Trillo with the base of Warwick hurt him. But, you know, it, it's more of Dan McGowan. I think he and also the current mayor of Warwick and even Ken Hopkins, the current mayor of Cranston to a degree, and Governor Baker in Mass has really shown, in order to be a successful Republican, you have to get those independents. Yep. And Fung has them. I'm curious, what do you think the reaction was to the the, the in the magazine camp to this poll? I, I think they weren't surprised at all by it. You know, I'm all, I, huh. you're always prepared. If I learned anything from working at Channel 12 for so long is you, you get really nervous in the, you know, the hours and uh, minutes, you know, both before and after you release a poll because – the first thing you know, you're worried about is who's going to attack you and say that you screwed it all up. Right. And, and that happens. That does happen from time to time. Um, you know, when w- w- what we do and what I, what I've, w- what I do is always say, I tell everybody, you know, in the, in the different, you know, political campaigns, Hey, there's a poll coming. Um, uh, our results are coming. We don't tell people when we're in the field, but we say, you know, I say it's coming, but I don't give anybody the results until after, you know, until they go live. So nobody gets a sneak peek ahead of time, anything like that. And uh, I, I think that there was no dispute from the magaziner camp. Uh, in fact, I think in some ways, 
they actually are are spinning it a little bit as um, validation for the thing they've been saying all along, which is, you know, we know Alan Fung is very tough. And remember, he kicked off his, Seth Magaziner kicked off his campaign talking about Alan Fung. And for for him, it's, hey, this is another sign that I'm the best, you know, candidate to run here. And this is a, you know, a heavy battle. So, I, I, you know, a very difficult race. I think it helps him probably fundraise to some degree. Um, so I, that's the, you know, they're not disputing this in any way. I think they, they think this, these numbers are accurate. I think the fun camp believes these numbers are accurate. Um, or, you know, again, point in time, right? It's not like this is how it's going to end. Obviously, let's assuming that Seth Magaziner is the nominee on the Democratic side, you know, he's not going to end the race with 28% of the vote or 38% of the vote, excuse me. It's going to get closer. These things will tighten up. But um, I think both sides agree that this is probably pretty accurate. Folks, so speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and Dan, here's an, just a thought I have on the CD2 race with Seth Magaziner. I think now the one he has to worry about is that Sarah Morgan. Yes. So Saturday night, I stop by. Ronaldo has his summer radio cookout. It's a nice yep. thing, and all the candidates stop by. She's there. She's everywhere. I'm seeing her everywhere. I don't know. Who, you know, I know because of some of the headlines she caught with the homestead and so forth that she, she hasn't gotten the memo that she can't win this race. That one on her team, she if she goes down, she's taking him with him. The one thing I want to point out about this is this is Magazina before they start to unload on him. That's Joy right. Fox was there. Siegel, I don't understand his strategy, but that's Sarah Morgenthau. You watch this. The, um, Seth Magazina. They get starting late July, early August. You watch the negative bombs that start being thrown at him. I think this is such a, an important point, and I couldn't agree more. I think the 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 hope that Seth Magaziner has is that everybody just plays nice. That's not happening. That's no right. It, you know, it, I, now I will say, if not for Sarah, off the record conversations. Yeah, oh, but I'm telling you right now, he's going to get bloody bad in this primary. Oh, oh, I completely agree. Now, I would say, if not for Sarah Morgenthau, I think actually he would probably get through relatively unscathed. But here's the benefit: you know, as much as as she's going to get criticized for, you know, for not having you know close ties to Rhode Island, all that kind of stuff. The benefit of that is. You don't care no. when, you know, when, when the power brokers call you and tell you to knock it off. Yeah, right? No, not at all. And, and so I, I do think she has, a, you know, a chance to break through. The one thing I, that red flag that I would say is, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but, you know, there was, there's been very clear growth from the, um, from the Helena folks, you know, campaign ads oh, yeah. and, and starting to get, there's been less growth. Uh, some, but less growth for Sarah Morgenthau. And so, you know, I, I wonder what she's going to be able to do to kind of really get out there. But I, I think you're right. I think she's the one that probably, you know, starts to hit him a little hard. And uh, and that's going to, you know, that the question becomes for Seth Magaziner, how much do you engage? Do you, you know, save up all your money and stockpile for that general election? Or do you start to panic a little bit and August comes around and suddenly – you know, you're pulling and you're realizing, wow, she's pulling in the double digits. We're still, you know, there's there's going to be a huge undecided number going into the election. Like th- th- this will not be 97 percent of people know who they're voting for. You're going to have I'll bet you, you know, if we are Channel 12 polls again, uh, you know, August 15th, I'll bet you, you still have 20 percent, 25 percent of people who haven't made up their mind yet. And that's going to always be a red flag because that's going to be Sarah Morgenthau saying, hey, I can catch this guy. And that's going to be South Magaziner kind of having uh, sleepless nights heading into that primary. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. Jay apostrophe yes, Broadway Appliance and TV. Located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5 Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800. Springtime, summer, this is the best time to grill outside. They have a great selection on grills. They also have a great selection on all appliances. Family-run business since 1963. Remember, you're going to deal directly with the owner. And they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances. Do you need a new refrigerator? How about a new 
dishwasher, washing machine, dryer, oven, microwave, Jay's Broadway Appliance. Look for them online at jsappliance.com. Also on Facebook, springtime, summer is grill time. Stop in and see them. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. You can make an appointment for more personal Saturday and Sunday appointments. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 401-949-7800. Better yet, drive in and see them, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, last week, uh, you wouldn't know it, but there were the gun bills were passed, signed in by Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. But on the national front, uh, it was quite the opposite. Gun rights have been expanded. I, I am, um, maybe I shouldn't be, but it is interesting how the media doesn't even try to or, I, you know, the activists, whether it's Governor McKee, the leaders, I should say, they don't even want to try to distinguish for, the, for their followers, for the people, the big photo op with Governor McKee in the red T-shirt. They, they don't want to even distinguish the fact that our laws are vastly different, those of Texas and some of these other states. It seems they, they're very content to have the narrative, you know, saving lives. Um, we're going to do this, saving lives. They love that line. It was... Um, would you make of the, the actions of last week? Well, they, I mean, they really don't want to draw distinctions because if they started to do that, then people would, they'd have to admit they're coming for everything. I mean, that was one of the common sentences I kept hearing from the governor, from, from the activist groups is there's still a lot to do. Well, what more could there be to do? They just right. want to take all guns away. And if they, if they draw those distinctions and people will stop them before, before it's too late, which is what they're, they're hoping they don't do. And they also don't like distinctions because it would show how fruitless everything they're doing is. I mean, one of them, and I, uh, frankly, I mean, courts do crazy things but i cannot possibly square the idea that you can't walk around with a loaded rifle second amendment i just don't see how you cannot infringe on the right to bear arms and say you can't have that loaded i just but but in any event loaded rifles and, and kids under 21 buying rifles is not the source of violence for most right. of the country and certainly not in rhode island it's handguns oh, no. by yes. gang members that's yes. that but then that's already 21 that's a you know that's already probably restricted so the idea that they're going to add more and and fix violence they they cannot let that spotlight change and so they they have to keep it on the vagueness on what we want to save lives and i just i want to say too that that image just something just i mean granted I'm, i'm biased on the issue but something about the governor wearing that red shirt in front of activist banner just seems completely wrong to me completely i mean the idea you know it's 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 really a statement if you disagree with these people you do not belong here you are not represented this is not your i'm wearing a red t-shirt like a doofus uh and that's i mean that's it i I, that stuff is really starting to bother me that that just complete one-sided partisan activism it's as if there's no gap between far left activists and the government at this point. And that's, frankly, that's when it gets dangerous and starts to make you think maybe we really need to be armed. I don't know. He was also, um, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week with me is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorizing.com. Justin, he, the governor's almost like giddy. He was like laughing almost. Like he, it's, it's as if he couldn't believe. It looked to me like more like they were filming a television commercial than they were just doing a bill signing. Because if then, if you watch the live stream when they were getting ready for it, they even lined the people up a certain way. So you had a white woman, and then next to her, they placed a woman of color, and then next to her, they placed uh, a Latina, and then next to the Latina, they, they placed a woman of color. I mean, it was perfectly choreographed. It, it almost looked like Governor McKee was sitting at the desk with the red shirt on laughing like this is fantastic everybody came to be part of the television commercial that i'm going to run as i'm signing this and just to a larger point you make you would think that there's a larger responsibility if you're you know the chief executive the governor that you want to make sure people are crystal clear what the laws already are what this is going to do you know kind of deal in reality put the politics aside for a moment explain to people why there's some further restrictions we don't need but that was that was like out the window in you're exactly right in that room. 
There is no talk. There was no talk for anyone that may have an opposing view. They take the attitude of, you know, there's only one side of this coin. And and it's it's going to keep growing, and that's the the real concern. But I, I it's very possible. I I forget the specifics, but Rhode Island's been in the middle of losing laws on, on gun issues before. So I I suspect uh, we we there's a good chance we'll we'll see that. And I know the the gun rights advocates are certainly going to pursue um, legal avenues, and I, I think they'll they'll start to have some victories because you can't you can't keep infringing rights. <laughs> when the constitution guarantees non-infringement it just doesn't work that way and it struck me too in a, in a separate issue matter related issue uh senator tiara mack one of the state's grandest far left progressives uh or most vocal anyway um was talking about how they're, they're going to uh, on the abortion issue they're going to keep taking away rights but on gun rights that's exactly what they're doing and so I, mm. I guess it goes back to the governor to me you know you, you'd think there'd be at least a little acknowledgement that you're you're tiptoeing around a constitutionally protected right here and maybe there's some need for balance and hesitance and we don't want to infringe your rights but here these issues are too important so we've just got to take this one step there's just none of that as you said it's giddy as if i can't believe my good luck i get to i get to fall in step with the progressives here and this will help wipe away some of my corruption uh the impression of corruption from all these investigations of me and my administration uh i mean that's it's it's that's ultimately what it comes down to is hiding behind these issues to gain support of the base and they just throw all good government out the window for that purpose you know what else just um before we move on but if you then look at the aftermath, what we've learned about the shooting in Texas, if the door had worked properly, had been shut locked. Uh, and then now they're saying, you know, the police officers should have gone in that classroom. And in three minutes, the police were after him. The police were on him. I mean, we'll ultimately never know. But there's a very good chance that if if in Texas they had been you know, properly following protocol, if everything worked initially the way it should have. It sounds it sounds like it might have been a shootout outside between the gunman and the police, and maybe as much as initially, he would have been able to kind of hold them off. There were going to be so many police responding. Ultimately, at, I mean, I'm going to say that he he may have, the gunman may have just been killed in a in a gun you know a gun battle outside the school between the police and the gunman. I mean, and because the report that came out, Justin Katz was scathing of. You know, they, the door wasn't even locked to the classroom. They said they should have entered within three minutes. You know, the kids didn't have body armor. The police did. The kids didn't have weapons. The police did. But you go back to that first initial moment. If he had not entered the school, that they, they would have kind of probably cornered him outside the school. So all of this is is really passing and being done simply because of a small school district in Texas that I'd never heard of before this completely screwed up with their tactical you know their protocol and just how they handle things in case of a of a school shooting yeah well i mean that's a that's a strategy we see more and more especially as we've got the internet and instant communication is any in a in a nation of over 300 million in a, in a yep. world of i don't know what six seven billion people you can find stories to serve your narrative and that's that's what they do and that's what they're after so they they find this they take advantage of it they leverage it and it, the the sense of it doesn't even matter i mean they're they're even even on put aside the just the right to bear arms the key argument is self-defense and if we're seeing again and again that police cannot protect you it's just it's very strange to say well in this instance where the police did not manage to protect people despite opportunities um and so a lot of people died and in response we're going to reduce your ability to protect yourself. I mean, just as a matter of, of logic, it doesn't make sense if you think it through. Uh, and I, but I, that's it. They just take that narrative, just as we were talking about with, with John Lugo in, in, in the abortion protest. They take the narrative, they look for it, they exploit it for political purposes. And that, that's what it does. I, I guess that's, that might explain McKee's glee was because he was the beneficiary, political beneficiary of all of this leveraging of the narrative for political gain. So he was just well positioned in this particular instance to, to ride the wave and, and get, get a good photo op. Folks, again, we're going to take a uh, quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com right here on the John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever guaranteed. 
contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code, get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, depietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2, but visit the website, depietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link, contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website topetro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get it's a happening all links to the show plus if you ever miss any part of the show it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at depetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website depetro.com brothers disposal call them today 401-688-0517 brothers disposal get a dumpster in your driveway you can clean out unwanted belongings maybe clean out your garage clean out your basement clean out your attic old toys old things you don't even use anymore old furniture it's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home and then they'll take it away when you're done whether it's for a weekend for a week for a month brother's disposal call brother roland today at 401-688-0517 401-688-0517 come on brother call brother's disposal look for them on facebook they have those purple dumpsters they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother's disposal today whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings get a dumpster in your driveway or business brother's disposal 401-688-0517 remain healthy stop it and see marie at it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland you can also look for on Facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ICE honey maple syrup beef fresh gum over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices plus hemp and cbd products natural skin care it's my health pop in and see marie 1099 menden road in cumberland there's things for your pets there's things for your children there's things for your health stay healthy at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland again call marie 401-305-3585 diagonally across from davenport restaurant thing to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com folks visit the website on the website you'll see all our links to social media whether it's facebook or youtube instagram even tiktok plus you if you want to reach me that's the best way to do it we have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website, dipetro.com.